everyone and welcome to this episode of Talking It Out About. Today I'm joined by the lovely Sarah. So welcome Sarah. Hello, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, so, sorry I forgot my sentence already. I'm oh. less than a minute in I've already forgotten my sentence. So it, good start to the podcast. That's, that's a pleasure. Nice <laughs> to meet you Zena. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. Um, yeah. So um, would you like to, I guess, would you like to start at the beginning Sarah? What What is your relationship with FND and everything fun that it brings with it? Well, uh, yeah, the beginning. Well, uh, I won't start at the very beginning because that was 66 years ago in Walsall in West Midlands where I was born. Okay. But but now (laughs) I've lived almost, uh, yeah, more than 40 years in the Netherlands. So it's unbelievable. Yeah. But you are, uh, what I happened? think you're one of my first like international guests. Oh, I feel like I'm. Oh well, I, ooh, I do, do feel uh, my international allure. <laughs> I, I, I have officially made it in the podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic! Now, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what happened was from about 2016. Yeah, I just didn't feel well. I was going to physios for all sorts of problems and pains, aches and pains, and all the rest of it. And then in March 2021, the bomb dropped. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Oh, goodness. And that, that, was, that was absolutely horrendous because I'd seen my sister-in-law suffer with this awful disease. And now I had it. Yeah. And um, it was weird because at the diagnosis... In- oh, are you still there, Sarah? Um, so you were you were saying that um, yeah you got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Yeah, I did, and at that moment during the diagnosis, I had a weird disassociative sort of feeling where yeah. I, felt, I felt like I'd left my body and I was looking at myself. It was awful, mm. and yeah, and then the problem started because within a couple of weeks, my foot started to behave weirdly. My leg. And I just thought it was Parkinson's yeah. that was progressing really quickly. And I was actually terrified. Yes. And I went, I went back to the neurologist. And at some point in November 21, he looked at me and he said, I think, it's, I think you've got FND on top mm. of Parkinson's. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that gave me a bit of hope because at least with FND, you, there is therapy for that. And yeah. there are possibilities that you can work with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then what happened was uh, in April of, of last year, I started at an institute which uh, specialises in FND. It's the only one in the Netherlands, and I was oh, lucky wow. enough to get a place there mm. and um, had therapy there, um, about, about 12 sessions I had. Um, and that that's helped me a bit, I think. It's helped me get a bit more grip on the FND. Yeah. Uh, because with Parkinson's, you can't. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing, you know. Parkinson's and FND—they're so similar, and there is there's so much overlap going on that I'm not really sure which is what anymore. That well, that but, was going to be my next question: was how? Yeah. How do you cope with that? Because yeah, um, obviously FND—the the way it presents can be so varied all of yeah. the time. Yeah. And then with the Parkinson's as well, it must make it very difficult to know when it's the FND yeah. and when it's the Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've kind of just given up on even trying to work out which is what. 
Yes. And um, I just try and work with the therapy that I was taught, and that involved self-hypnosis and working working with uh, catalepsy. Oh, okay. uh, Would you mind explaining a bit about that for us? Sure, yeah. Well, the the self-hypnosis, that's a lot like meditation. Mm -hmm. And I started to meditate anyway, and that's been very, very helpful for me to get some mental stability. Yeah. And the catalepsy, what that is, is have you have you seen the, the living statues? Uh, yes. Well, they, that, that's those are principles of catalepsy where you. Okay. Re, yeah, where you relax and you it's kind of like a paralyzed state where your muscles are completely relaxed. Oh. And um, yeah. And that's what I was taught to do as well, my, to really uh, relax my arms and legs to make them heavy. Yeah. So when I felt an attack coming on, I had to really concentrate, get into my body, sort of fill my body with cement. Yeah. And try and just weigh myself down as much as possible. And um, doing that um, uh, together with the self-hypnosis, with that, you know, sort of trying to be relaxed and not to get too panicky about things. Yeah. Because because when it first all starts happening, it's just terrifying, isn't it? You just don't know what's going on. Completely. And I think it's all like in that moment, you're like, what is happening to my body? I have so little yeah. control, if any control. Like, what yeah. is happening? I don't yeah. know what to do. So, absolutely, if you found a way yeah. to kind of calm in that meditation and things like that, then absolutely it's, yeah. it's worth doing, isn't it? Um, that sounds really um, interesting, though. You're the first person that's mentioned either of those things, I think. Um, oh. Sarah, are you still there? Hello. Zena, hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> what a relief she's still there. Yeah, I um, am still here, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught what I was saying, but I was just saying that um, it's really interesting because I don't think those things have been mentioned to people I've spoken to before now. Um, oh, okay. And it's always interesting to see the different techniques that people try and yeah. that work for them because yeah. actually there's no reason why it may not work for someone else. Um, no. And they may have never thought of it. I know there's been a couple of cases on like Twitter where someone suggested something yeah. um, and the person's like, oh, I've never thought of that. And actually it turns out to be such a helpful thing yeah. that helps them gain a bit of control back over their symptoms. So... You know, it's always it's always really good to hear those different strategies that people are trying. Um, yeah. So you said you you were uh, sort of was it under an institute yeah. or you go into an institute? I can't remember how you phrased it. Yeah, I I well, it's it's um it's an institute in the Netherlands and yeah. it's it's specialised in F- FND mm. in in dealing with neuro neurological revalidation. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was I, I was just felt so relieved actually that there was some kind of support out there yeah so when um, you when sorry i'm going to jump back slightly yeah okay. sure. when you were when you were told you had it yeah that you said you kind of felt a little bit relieved because yeah did you or did you already know about fnd then no i'd never okay. heard of it right and uh, the neurologist said he thought it was fnd yeah, and uh, he gave me uh, a, a link that I could Google and look it up online, which yeah. I did. 
Yeah. And it's really hard to get your head around, isn't it, what it actually oh, yeah. is. And yeah. um, I mean, I don't know what your symptoms are, Zena, but mine are then the leg, the wobbling leg. And the and I sort of bounce up and down from my I don't do that very much anymore, thank God. A sort mm. of um sort of like a bouncy sort of you know, you know those 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 clown things that you can pull on elastic and it sort of collapses. <laughs> yeah. And it springs up. Well that's what I'm like. I, I sort of collapse um from my hips and my leg gives way as well. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a bit better than it, than it was, I must say. But I mean, I've heard about people losing their voice um, yeah. or, or even becoming blind. And then in those cases, I don't I don't know what kind of uh, therapy would be appropriate because you know, with my leg and 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 my, sort of my the, the the body symptoms that I'm getting, mm. that that self hypnosis and the catalepsy, imagining that I've got really heavy limbs. Yeah. That that was sort of an appropriate thing to do, but if you've got problems with your voice or you're or, or you're you're blind, I mean, I, I can't imagine how that must be. Uh, or what so, you can do about that? Yeah, so I um have pro- I can have problems with my speech, um, mm. and it's really hard because when I saw a speech and language therapist who was lovely, but bless her because it wasn't a muscle problem; it was a software problem, as it is with FND it's really yeah. hard to kind of get that support. So like I said, I don't know if, if it, I have heard of people, like you said, that have gone blind and, and things like that. And I yeah. don't know where to begin with that either. So if anyone listening has had that experience or knows what kind of the treatment would be, I'd be really interested to find out and kind of yeah. share that knowledge because actually it's not something, there's so many elements to FND that you just don't yeah. know about. It's, it's, well, it's, it's that, and that's a horrible thing about it too. Um, mm. I, I went to a physiotherapist after my diagnosis, and she'd never heard of FND. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of upsetting as well, isn't it? Because you think you sort of think, God, am I, am I such a freak? Have I got something that no one's ever heard of? Yeah. Whereas FND is actually very, very common, but oh, yeah. I think it, I think it just goes under so many guises that the um, that the um, diagnosis isn't always given. Yeah, and it it's a um, diagnosis of like exclusion, isn't it? It's it's not. Yeah. You've got no, no physical brain tumor or anything like that. So all your yeah. symptoms is is that sort of thing. I think that makes it really hard to yeah, yeah. find out well, about because there isn't a physical marker for it in the well, general is that, sense. Is that right, Lozina? Because since, since I've been on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter's been such a help. I've I've met such amazing people on Twitter. I mean that's but. There are, there are also gifts to having um, neurodegenerative diseases, and that is that you meet new people, people yes. like yourself, you know, and that, I find that very inspiring. But I read something on Twitter about the fact that uh, people with FND, that there was some kind of brain marker. Oh, okay. Um, so that there is there is something going on, you know. It's it's more than it's, – it's, it, there is some physical aspect to it too, as oh, far okay. as I understand. Oh, but I don't – I don't I understand it well enough. I hadn't heard of that, but I tell you what, I mm. know exactly who will have the answer to that, and that will be Tom. And I will ask my buddy Tom. Tom Plender? Yeah, he will know. And I oh. will <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's fantastic, and so are you, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. I've got the, 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 my, my Twitter contacts for both FND and PD. I mean, I just don't know what I, I would have done without you. Mm. Um, I do know one other person who really has Parkinson's at the moment but I mean not everyone's kind of helpful or 
engaged or trying to find out best ways of dealing with it, are they? No, and on I... Twitter, people are very open and um, open yeah. to uh, information and ideas. And I think that's it's great. I think it's really hard because, as we all know, when you're first kind of going through the process of being diagnosed, it's really overwhelming. And actually, it's really scary. All of a sudden, there's stuff going on that you can't explain in your body. And you're you're told you have this neurological condition. And Mm -hmm. you're like, whoa, right. What do I do Mm. now? Um, And I think it's really, like you say, talking to people. But when you're ready to talk to people about it and engage with it and find out things. Because I know when I was first diagnosed, I didn't want to engage with it at all. I wanted mm. to hide. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to look at it. I don't want to. I didn't mm. pay any attention to it. But okay. now, yeah, I'm like nearly four years in, and actually, okay. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's mm. let's mm-hmm. share this information. So I think you've got to go through your own process. Did you yeah. have that moment when you were first diagnosed with either Parkinson's or FND, where you're like, I just don't want to engage with it? Um. Uh, well, I think the first year after the diagnosis, especially for the Parkinson's, that hit me really hard mm. because I'd witnessed my sister-in-law suffer so much. Yeah. And I know what a really awful disease it is. So mm. that absolutely terrifies me. FND, I didn't really have any idea what that was. So that didn't scare me much. I mean, when I, when he said, you've got FND, I, I said, oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Because he said, you know, you can do something with it. You've still got Parkinson's, but at least with FND, there's a bit of um, wiggle room. Yeah. And I must say, I don't, I, I feel like I have got slightly more grip after going through that therapy, mm. but it, it hasn't gone, you know, and, and I'm, I kind of sort of think, well, this is, this is how it's going to be now. That was going to be my me. next question. Do you believe that it's, that, that is, it will stay at the level it is for you right now? Um, Zena, I didn't hear your question. Oh, what was sorry. It? <laughs> yeah. Um, I said, so that was going to be my next question. Like you just said, yeah. like you believe it's going to sort of stay as it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that is that how you feel now? Was there a time where you were like, it's going to get better, like it's going to yeah. go away? Have you yeah. now kind of gone? Actually, this is me. I'm just going to learn to deal with it as it is. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I'm leaning more towards that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, when I had. Uh, when I had a chance to go to um, this institute for therapy, I was very excited and I, you know, with quite some expectations. Mm. But um, they they tell you there as well that really they're just tools that you learn, the catalepsy and the and the self hypnosis and all of those things. Yeah, they're, they're tools for dealing with it to get some sort of grip on it. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily cure it. And yep. um, and I, especially with my Parkinson's, which is incurable. Mm. Um, it's just a new, a uh, whole new life's opened up for me now, and a, a new lifestyle too. I mean, I, I, I live very differently to how I lived before the diagnosis, and yeah. um, and that that hurts a lot mm. <laughs> to give it up. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, I, I had a job that I loved, mm. and I was a very active person, and I'm a lot less active now because I just can't do things. Yeah. Um, but and I'm and I'm I'm it's a process of readjustment, isn't it? And I guess it's going to take me a long time. Maybe my just my whole life just working on it now. Yeah, I think it's um, and it's something that's come up kind of quite regularly actually is that idea of grief and losing yeah. who you were beforehand. But the way I I'm I try I try and I do emphasize the word try in this because it doesn't always work for me. Is yeah. I 
I'm now in a new stage of life. I've got the chance to kind of rebuild and start again. Um, And actually, because I went downhill exceedingly quickly, I don't remember pretty much the first year of my my life with FND. Really? Um, I've had well, what, 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 what were your symptoms then, if I may um, ask you? So I, so I collapsed on the 30th of January 2019, I think. Um, yeah. I collapsed and I had um, a, a very long seizure, um, mm. multiple seizures actually. Um, and from then I lost the ability to walk. Um, after that, I then lost the ability to speak properly. Um, within a month, I'd lost. So I'd lost my walk, and that pretty much the next month, yeah. I'd lost my speech. And then yeah. pretty much a month after, I entered a pretty not permanent because I have come out of it, but pretty permanent at that mm-hmm. point dissociative state. Um, so I regressed really? about five years old, and that lasted for months. Um, oh, and it was it was so I don't really remember. Mm. my first kind of year with it but all yeah. really my life before it it's kind of drawn yeah. a complete line and kind yeah. of pulled a veil over it so I yeah. feel like I can start again yeah um, I, I, I have that feeling too since the Parkinson's diagnosis it's a sort of a, a watershed moment isn't it where yeah. you veer away from everything that you knew and loved <laughs> yeah and you go what can I do now and I think it's yeah yes we have to adapt and we have to like be aware of like energy levels, how much have we done, our stress levels. Yeah. But actually it gives us the chance to reevaluate what we've got going on. Yeah. And put in what we want to do. Yeah. Um, is that something that you found? Yeah, well, um, as, as I said, I, I, I've sort of built a, a new life since the diagnosis. Yeah. And something that I do is I, I go swimming uh, four times a week. Mm. And it's uh, a, a sort of a brine bath here. In, mm. in in it's near near where I live in Hilversum, and going there, it's there are lots of people there in wheelchairs, people who can't walk, people who've had strokes, all sorts of things, you know, mm. recovering cancer patients, people with multiple sclerosis. Yeah, and I've got to know loads of those people. I mean, I speak to them regularly. I, I go there four times a week, after all. Yeah, and what it's brought me this the diagnosis is, uh, well, first of all. I really, really wish that I'd not got Parkinson's or FND, mm. but I have got them. And it has allowed me to meet some amazing people. And I just feel quite humbled, really, about what people are capable of. And speaking to you two, people go through so much trauma, mm. and yet still they find a way to make sense of things and to give their meaning to their lives. And I think that's awesome. And... Um, that make that makes me feel, um, yeah, that it's almost a bit of a gift as well that you get, as well as all the heartache and all the yeah tragedy. It you do gain deeper insight into life too if you think about life and you talk to people. Yeah, no, I I think that's a that's a really it's a good way of viewing it that it's almost like if it's so hard to reach that point where you're like yeah. actually I'm going to see it in that positive way and it it yeah. It's something that I've had to work incredibly hard on yeah. because as when whenever you have any sort of life changing condition, yeah, you're going to be angry, you're going to grieve, you're going to be angry, you're going to feel really frustrated and why on earth did it happen to me? Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, you'd like to think at some point you'd reach the point where you go, Yep, yeah, cool. 
now I'm going to move on. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. It yeah. sucks sometimes, but I'm now going to tackle it in a different way. And I think yeah. to anyone yeah. listening who's just been diagnosed or whatever, hold on to the fact that you will reach that point at some point. There's no like time scale yeah. for it. Yeah. But eventually you'll reach the point where you're like, right, okay, I'm going to grab life by the horns and I'm going to take it off yeah. and ride in my wheelchair or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be okay. It yeah. just sucks. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how old you are, Zena, but I'm I'm 66 now, mm. and um, when I was 17, that's a long time ago. I was in a really awful car accident, and I broke both my legs and my oh my, my, my pelvis, and my boyfriend was killed in that car accident. Oh my gosh! And yeah, so I'm 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 kind of used to trauma a bit, you know. So throughout my life, I've had lots going on. Mm. And I've always managed to bounce back again, amazingly, that mm. I've, I've been in a wheelchair twice myself mm. and managed to get out of it. And, and what I'm trying to say is that I've had a long history, I'm now 66, of mm. dealing with um, S-H-I-T-E. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and maybe that, that helps a little bit, you know, also the thought that my kids, my kids are uh, 35 and 33 now. Mm. I haven't I don't, I, so I don't know what your position in life is and I can imagine that I mean when I was 17 oh Sarah are you still there hello hi can you hear me I can so I oh. heard up to when I was 17 and then you disappeared Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and did you hear me tell you about the terrible car accident yes, I was so in? Yes, so okay. you said about the car accident, yeah. you said yeah. when I was 17 and then that was it. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is I've had nearly 50 years of dealing with um, life's problems. Mm. And uh, and I don't know how old you are or what your particular particular life phase is. But so I'm, my, I'm, 20, yeah. I'm 28. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so all I can say is that I think for me then that that makes it a bit easier to because I am so much older mm. and, and I've done a lot already, you know. Yeah. Um, although when I was 17 back then, then, then I did have to deal with it and it was really hard. Yeah. So it's, it's never easy, but I think if you get a bit older, possibly, I don't know if, if everyone would agree with me, but you've got um, can, can sort of put things into perspective a bit, bit more. And I guess and what really, you, sorry, go on. Yeah. No. I was well, just going to yeah. say, I was just going to say, you learn different tricks, don't you? You learn, yeah. Yeah. you learn ways that work for you to deal with things. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to start from scratch. If it happens again, yeah. you already have something yeah. to fall back on. Yeah, that's true. But, but Zena, I don't even see them as tricks. I see okay. it as I see it as really uh, learning about what's the meaning of life. What are we doing here? What are we all doing here? Mm -hmm. What's it all about? Yeah. And and I think it's about connection, mm -hmm. and I think it's about love. And mm -hmm. I've got feel very positive toward in in that sense. Yeah. And um, so being ill or having to deal with these setbacks in life. Hmm. This does allow you to meditate, reflect on what what is life about anyway. Yeah. And um, trying to make sense of it for yourself and, yeah. and, and and make it meaningful. Yeah. I know. I think that's I think that's a really nice like. It kind of it, gives that sense of hope. 
like, yeah good that's, that's what that's the feeling I'm, i don't know how else to phrase it but it's that sense yeah. of, of hope that actually it might be a bit rubbish right now but yeah actually you can still learn stuff from it and take things yeah. away that you didn't know and i think we we all fall into the trap sometimes of thinking we know all the answers um and actually it's that do we uh, i, <laughs> I think don't sometimes, don't I think sometimes we can <laughs> okay um, and i'm not saying about like everything just in certain areas we think we we know who we are we've got we think we've mm. got everything sorted and it takes a little bit of oh, shape up yeah. to kind of yeah. go wait hang on a minute yeah yeah right i've only got one life let's yeah let's live it to the fullest yeah that's what i mean i don't mean we're yeah. all walking around thinking we're geniuses <laughs> yeah no but you know it, it's in a way having something like this i, I wouldn't wish it on anyone and it's no. really tough but mm. it um it does make you think about life and reflect about life and yep. and maybe gain more insights into uh, what, what what are we doing here and what, what are we? What what yep. are we humans doing here on this planet? Hmm. And uh, I mean it sounds a bit it sounds a bit high and vague and uh, a bit floaty. That's a Dutch word slaver if I can't, <laughs> can't come up with the English word. <laughs> it's a bit uh, a bit, a bit vague, but uh, that gives me real purpose now in my life to just reflect on what is life anyway and just trying to make contacts, meeting my friends, my family, people I love. Mm. That's, that's what life's about for me now. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's you all to, I mean, I definitely did. I got caught into the kind of the grind of, you know, being an adult and, working crazy hours and doing this and doing that and trying to do yeah. it all mm -hmm. and the the D really caused me to stop yeah and have a look at what I was doing yeah. and if I was actually happy yeah and if I actually enjoyed what I was doing and if yeah. I got a sense of you know fulfillment from it and I yeah. look back at where I was from what I can piece together from before the FND and I'm like oh my goodness like I was slogging it out, but what was I slogging it out for? Yeah. What was I working towards? Yeah. But now I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm going to sit and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do some craft or I'm going to go outside. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. it's enabled me to kind of completely reinvent who I am and what I am put first. Yeah. What I enjoy. Um, yeah. And I think that's something I'd completely forgotten how to do. <laughs> so it's quite I, nice I in that, that respect. I think that sounds absolutely amazing. And what, what it does force us to do is to stop because I was also a really busy person. I worked full time, mm. juggling 10 things at once, you know, yeah. Yeah. rushing around. And I'm always someone I've always had to be fast, 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 do this, do this, do that, you know. Mm. Yeah. But now, now I can't do any of that. Like it's really, it's really slowed down big time. Mm. Mm. And in a, in a way that's given me more space in my life. So um so there are benefits to to it all as well um mm. even though it's it's incredibly hard it's it pushes you out of your comfort zone that's for sure doesn't it yes no definitely and, I think, and forces you to reassess yes and i think it's all too easy to fall into the it's all rubbish like my life is really bad and i'm not saying that at certain points it is rubbish it sucks it hurts and it just needs to go away i fully get that but equally, it's mm -hmm. nice to have a conversation and, and hear that actually there are some positives to be taken from it. I think yeah. it's it's all too easy to see that it's just all negative. But actually, yeah. 
you've got, I think you've got to be far enough through the journey with it, though, to be able to go, actually, you know what? I am in a better place now than I was. Yeah. And I can, I can hand on heart say that although my FMD does suck and I don't like it and it's really mm-hmm. annoying, yeah. I'm actually in a far better place now yeah. Yeah. than I was five, six years ago. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I mean, I I play a game with myself sometimes because I think, well, imagine then, imagine that you never had that diagnosis, PD mm. or FND, but imagine I'd been knocked over by a van, or imagine that something happened to my children, or imagine that um, a tree had fallen on my house, or yeah. You know, so it. So when we sort of dream away, oh God, I wish this had never happened to me. We sort of imagine this sort of perfect past yeah that, that's all in our fa- all in our mind anyway isn't it yeah and we and it we sort of t- t- torment ourselves with ideas like that yeah so um so I, I try not to think like that you know I try not to think oh if it had never happened then I'd have been doing this that or the other because I really don't know and and something even worse might have happened I mean you just mm. it's all this hypothetical isn't it yeah no completely and I think it's you kind of, you do, you, when you go, oh, if I didn't have FND, my life would be this, this and this. You don't know what your life yeah. would have been. No, It might that's be that right. actually yeah. having the FND has taken you on a completely different path that yeah. saved you, you know, from getting yeah. hit. I know it sounds very dramatic. I don't yeah. mean it, but you know what I mean? Like, it's taken you in a different direction, Yeah, but it might have yeah. saved you from something else on the other side. Well, that's that's exactly right because it because it's all it's you know it's all just sort of a fantasy that we're conjuring anyway, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I've got this little saying I say to myself now. I say uh, I can't remember what, what I do say. Um, the past is full of fear. Mm. The future isn't here, and in the now there is cheer. Something something <laughs> like something like that. Love it. And and Love what what I'm, what I'm getting at is uh, I try not to think too much about the future because that scares the pants off of me. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, God, if this, if that, if this. And sometimes I allow, I allow myself to think, well, look if there's a cure for Parkinson's or look if there's be- better treatment. I allow myself to think a bit like that, but I just try and stay in the here and now. Mm. And that's also quite unnatural, isn't it? Because yes. we're always thinking about, oh, what we did and what we're going to do. Mm. But we don't often think about what we're doing. Mm. And um, another another little thing that I say to myself is, it's not all about doing, it's also about being. You oh, can yes, just be in this life. We don't always have to, because I, I always used to measure myself, you know, I've done this and I've done that and I need to do the other. Mm. But um, when that's taken away from you, then you have to, yeah, be a bit more conscious of being in this present moment. Yeah, completely. I know, I think that's a really nice, nice kind of way of, of putting it all together and actually... It is about being in the here and now. We are very much swept into that world of kind of looking forward or looking back, but we forget to stop and look at where we are and what we've achieved and how we got yeah. here. Um, yeah. And actually you need to, it's it's definitely not easy to do, but it's it's so powerful when you do manage to stop and smell the roses, for example, of where you are right now. And yeah. go, hey, look at where I've come from. Look at what I've been through and where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm still here and I'm still standing and I'm still fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just really, really powerful. It um, is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, How are you doing nowadays, Zena? I'm actually doing okay. I'm doing a lot better, thank you. So I oh, I, I have I have my, my moments, as yeah. we all do. Um, yeah. But on the whole, I'm actually 
a lot better. I feel a bit more in control yeah. of my life. I think yeah. that helps. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's difficult because the other thing I find is that when you're, when you share your story with people, and I always said I'd be as honest as I, I possibly can be, you yeah. kind of, I kind of feel like a bit of an imposter when I start saying like, I've had a good day or I've managed to do this or I've managed <laughs> to do that. I feel a bit like, oh, but actually I think it's, it's important to share. I just, I have that moment where I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I feel like an imposter. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, generally it, it seems to be okay. Touch wood. I'm touching everything that's wood around me right now. Um, yeah. It seems to be okay. Thank you. How is yours at the moment? Is it yours? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do have ups and downs. Um, I'm, I'm much better than I was after the diagnosis. The first year was really the blackest time in my whole life, but mm. I, f- I feel a lot better since, um, since about last summer. Mm. And um yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think it's just a work in progress. You know, I think yeah. it's something that we'll always be dealing with, and just trying to find ways of feeling, feeling good about ourselves. I guess you know, and feeling yeah. good about our lives. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm doing okay. I think. I'm going to go swimming in a minute. So that's. Oh well, wonderful. Be good well, for I, me. Yeah. I won't hold you back from swimming, but I just have one yeah. final question for you. Right. Um, what would be your best bit of advice to someone with either Parkinson's or FND or both what would yeah. be your best bit of advice okay here it comes I'm ready go for it yeah well one I think diet's really important okay and uh, and I've always we, we've been we've been vegetarians for quite a long time anyway but now I really try and eat a very nutritious diet mm-hmm. uh, two I think that uh, exercise is really good so you need to move as much as you can when you can if you can Mm -hmm. uh three i think that uh socializing and doing nice things that's what they say to me here in the netherlands you know you've got to do nice things (laughs) and that's but but that's so important so plan something nice for yourself if you can a couple of times a week yeah and then the last one is meditation and meditations really helped me a lot. I, I was never one for meditating, but uh, I do it now every day for about half an hour. And uh, it just settles me, you know, it, it settles me down. It it, it seems to take the edge. If, I, if I'm feeling sad, it seems to take the edge off that. Mm. And it's just been really good for me. Um, they are, I think yeah. they're really good tips. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that's a really nice, a nice a good, kind of way to sum it all up, actually. Yeah, so it's a sort of some lifestyle changes have taken place with me, the mm. meditation certainly. Mm. But um, that's that's what I'm trying to to keep at now. Yeah, no, I yeah. think I think that's a really nice. I feel like we've had such a positive chat today. Sarah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. we've kind of like we've it's been a very different chat to normal. We've I feel like it. <laughs> it, it's been really positive and just actually sharing yeah. the the positive sides. Yeah, of it yeah. in a way. Well, you know, Zena, we're very, very special people. Every, everyone is special, but we're yeah. special too. And our our journeys are so individual and so unique, and mm. they can be so, so hard. Mm. But you learn the most if the journey's tough, don't you? Oh yeah. If it's difficult, and, it's the it's the right thing to be doing, is yeah. what my husband would say. Oh really? Oh. Okay. <laughs> he says if it's yeah. difficult, you're on the right path. I'm like, oh, at the time I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but it does make sense. Just I let mean... me go back to my comfort zone and yeah. get <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, and that's leave right. me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think well, it's been it's been lo- it's been lovely speaking to you too. Well, it's been lovely and I'm I feel I feel quite like refreshed now. I feel like 
I'm going to walk away with a big smile on my face. And I just feel like a little bit of a weight has been lifted for some reason. I don't know how you did that from over yeah. in the Netherlands, but you did it. So well done. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely speaking to you, Sarah. So thank you so much for coming on um, and enjoy your swim when you get there. Oh, and I think she might have gone. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been um, a real treat. I feel so positive right now. Um, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you, guys. <laughs>